0: You're looking at fresh ADP data, and we're going to break down pretty much everybody in the top 30 overall, and I'm going to tell you who's good, who's bad, who's of value, who's being overdrafted, who to stay away from, who's going to be a a gem or a riser, a soon-to-be riser. We're breaking it all down right now, the Fantasy Football Show ADP Edition. It starts right now.
1: This is the Fantasy Football Show
0: with your host, Smitty. Looking at ADP data... And and this right here is accurate data. The most accurate data you can find because people are actually putting money down and they're not quitting mid-draft and they're not doing dumb drafting. It costs an entry fee to participate in feeding this data. So it's ultra accurate. And if you want to participate, use code Smitty. Better yet, use the link in the description because it it links the promo code Smitty to your account and you get up to $100 bonus match, dollar for dollar on your first deposit. JJ number one, JJ's going number one, seven or eight times out of 10. Jamar Chase, number two. If it's not JJ at one, it's usually Jamar. McCaffrey goes one once in a great while. But this is your top three. JJ, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey. And I think all are very, very fitting in the top three. I take all these guys on a rotational basis if I'm drafting at the one spot. I won't just go JJ every single draft I do. I'll mix it up. I'll go JJ, I'll go Jamar Chase. I worry a little bit about McCaffrey, I'm not gonna lie. Just the likelihood of injury in San Francisco, the workload he's had, somehow I still fear, even though he made it out last year without getting hurt, I fear a whole season with Shanahan is gonna get him hurt. Just a fear, I'm not saying it'll happen, I I just have a a little bit of a worry or concern that makes it hard for me to put him in one or two in those draft slots. But I do like McCaffrey at three. I've been drafting him very comfortably at three. The interesting ADP riser right here is Cooper Cup. He was down at like 5, six, 7. Now he's creeping back up. People are starting to remember, hey, this guy could be the number one overall wide receiver. This guy could be the number one overall player in fantasy football 2023. And if we look at his stats here, I mean, keep in mind, he is one year removed from 1947. 145 receptions in half PPR or PPR. That is a massive amount of points. And 16 Touchdowns, The triple crown winner. People forget the triple crown season. One injury plague season makes people forget a lot of things. And I know Matthew Stafford's a worry. I know the Rams offense and the Rams team in general is a tiny bit of a worry. But Cooper Cup is more than capable of earning his number four, number five, number six overall value. All these things so far. Even Kelsey at number five. Tyreek Hill at number six. Those are all. You've just been Smitty Approved. Kelsey worries me a little bit because of the amount of games this guy's played and the fact that he's never really been hit with this injury. We've been worrying about year over year over year. And while I won't let it affect my willingness to draft him at four or five or six in a, in a best ball draft, I still find myself whenever I do draft him. Circling back to I kind of find myself going, I wish I took Tyreek Hill or I wish I took Bijan. Only because when you go tight end early, which is a huge advantage getting Kelsey, you're, you're, you've are you're you such a, a big, big advantage at the tight end position. You're chasing running back and you're chasing wide receiver all the rest of the draft. And there's 100,000 ways to win. I've built phenomenal teams going Kelsey in round one in best ball. So don't get me wrong. I like my share of Kelsey at five or six or whatever. But his 2022 season, 110 receptions, 1338, 12 TDs. I think he's going to be potentially more along the lines of the season prior. 92 1125 90s he's getting older we gotta expect at some point i know maybe it's not this year maybe we're a year early trying to even insinuate that he's gonna have a little bit of a drop off but let's just say he misses a couple games he has 90 uh 10 90 or 11 25 again let's give him the, the benefit of the doubt and nine touchdowns that won't be worth number four or five overall to me not if you can go attack the tight end position and get the next big breakout top five top six tight end how do you do that smitty smitty how do you do that go who is that guy well, lucky for you, this boy right here was the number one tight end drafting ranker in the fantasy football industry across the board, according to fantasy pros from 2021, 2020, and 2019. Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, those two guys were ranked higher by me than anybody in the entire fantasy industry, according to fantasy pros. So I do know a little something about finding the next breakout tight end. So if you want to avoid the pitfalls that sometimes follow going Kelsey in round one, those pitfalls being your chasing wide receiver and running back the entire draft and you're behind the eight ball, I got your back. We'll go find the next tight end. We'll go find the next couple breakout guys to put on your roster so you can avoid having to overspend on Kelsey. Not that it's not worth it. Not that you can't win. Not that I won't do it in best ball in a few drafts. Okay? I already have. But I I like Tyreek Hill a lot and, and I think this guy he also concerns me long term but not for 2023. He's kind of a take it year by year type of guy for me. These fast guys with their hamstrings, they wear them down paper Thin, think Deshaun Jackson. You eventually start breaking down because you're literally firing that hamstring off, those hamstrings off at a hundred percent, over and over and over, and it just it creates some problems for these speed guys. So I'm worried about eventual drop off. But look at his difference in yardage in 2021 and 2022: 1710 versus 1239. Miami Mike's offense is feeding this man so much production. And imagine if he gets touchdowns, which I totally think he could. Even if you mix in running touchdowns, you mix in a little Mike White action. If he gets into the lineup, 10 to 12 touchdowns for Tyreek Hill in 2022. Let's call it 15 or 1600 yards. Let's call it another 115 to 120 receptions. That's a top five or six overall season. I'm feeling more and more comfortable. Not that I want to say I wasn't earlier, but maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was taking Kelsey a little more. I was taking a couple guys down here a little more. Maybe Adams was in the mix and now he's not. And I'll get to Adams in a minute while I'm, while I'm avoiding Adams altogether. But but I, I think Tyreek i is more and more comfortable with him at, at number four or five. I could take Cooper Cup over him and I could take uh, Hill over Cooper Cup. Like I'm not comfortable with Tyreek Hill at four and five. Smitty approved, Tyreek Hill 2023. You've just been Smitty approved. When we get down to number seven, which is Stefan Diggs, we start to say, okay, okay, consistent, consistent. I mean, like, worth going at four or five? Yeah, worth going right at seven? Of course. I mean, almost a value, you know, almost a protected in safe value play. 110 receptions last year, 1455 and 11 TDs. I mean, look at the reception. Reception difference between, let's say, Diggs last year, 110 receptions for 1455, and let's go up to Cooper Cup's triple crown season, 145 receptions. Like, can you imagine if Diggs was fed, you know, a few more, a few more receptions? If he was given like 120, 130, it's pretty easy for me to imagine Diggs getting like 120, 125 reception season here coming up i don't i don't know that he'll do it on the consistency he seems to float around the 100 to 110 but it's possible for him to be a 120 reception guy but let's just say he duplicates 110 he duplicates let's call it 1400 flat and 10 to 11 touchdowns we won't even give him more that is number seven number eight overall He's very comfortable there. mackenzie has gone. Gabe Davis has been disappointing. Maybe they go after Hopkins. and Maybe they go after somebody. Hopkins could be traded by the time you watch this video. But I, I really do believe that, that Diggs is very worthy of this number seven overall. What I don't know that I love, and you're, you're going to say, Smitty, you love A.J. Brown. What are you talking about? I don't know that I like A.J. Brown this high. I loved A.J. Brown at the 12-13 turn, but we're talking number eight overall. 88 receptions last year, 63 the year before. And, and granted, I know that you can't really look at 2021. You got to look at 2022 because the offense is what it is here right now. Right here, right now, this is what A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith are dealing with. The offense that's right in front of them. Nothing matters in the past anymore. This is a, this is a different system for A.J. Brown, but 88 receptions is still very low. 1496, 11 TDs, he's so efficient. Like, even back in Tennessee, this guy would do so much with so little. And you always said, imagine if A.J. Brown got 115 to 120 receptions like Diggs or any of the wide receivers above him. Imagine what his numbers would look like. His 1496 and 11 TDs on 88 receptions, you could look at this and go, Another year in the system. A.J. Brown could finally get that 120 reception type of season. And then what do his numbers look like? 1,815 touchdowns on a 120 receptions? Maybe. Maybe higher. But I think it's safe to say that he kind of does linger under under the 100 reception total. We've had a lot of time to watch A.J. Brown Now there's nothing wrong with that. He's ultra efficient and he's always efficient. He doesn't let you down. So he's going to get you the 13, 1400 yards. He's going to get you the nine to 12 touchdowns and he's going to get you about 80 to 95 receptions. The one part that worries me though, with the lower numbers across the board in some of those categories, even though he's ultra efficient is that he's got a history of knee injuries. And so at this territory at, at number eight, I don't know that I love A.J. Brown here as a very safe pick. He's a high upside pick, but high risk pick here. Or if not high risk, a uh- very medium to almost high risk, with enough upside to understand it and to to you know clean up with it. You still could do very well. Again, AJ Brown gets 105 receptions. You're getting 1,600 yards and 12 touchdowns minimum. But I do fear the knees. I do fear that this is a little bit of an overpay, and there are other players I just like a little bit better, not a ton better. I don't think I'd drop him much more than 11 or 12. This is not me saying disapprove or avoid AJ Brown. This is just me calling out. He's kind of risen up to his like peak and he could earn that peak i mean if he does well again this year similar to last year he earns this and then you're like okay i didn't overpay but i didn't like hit a home run with it i'm just more of the thinking i want a player that i'm going to hit a total home run with and not have to worry about okay everything's got to go perfect to get my value back Whoo, it worked out good i just feel like he has a little bit of that feel to him adam's At number nine overall, he's not dropping all that much yet on the news that his quarterback has turned into Jimmy Garoppolo. His quarterback went from Derek Carr, turned into a pumpkin, and turned into Jimmy Garoppolo. I am so off of of Adams anywhere inside the first round. You've just been Smitty Disapproved. A lot of people are going to come in here and complain. A lot of people will agree, but a lot of people will come in and say, oh, he's not going to drop off that much. Hello, welcome to the stream, Devontae Adams dynasty owners. Welcome to the stream, people that have already drafted him a ton already, an underdog. I, I can't help you. I know you want me to whisper sweet nothings in your ear and say, Devontae Adams will be okay. I know you want me to do that ASRM whatever stuff and go, Devontae Adams, he'll be okay. He'll he'll be okay not gonna happen I'm gonna shoot you straight I'm gonna tell you the truth and I think that Devontae Adams this this whole stat line that we're used to seeing 1500 yards 100 to 115 120 receptions 11 to 14 touchdowns might be gone can he still get 1200 yards and seven or eight touchdowns yeah can he still be a a low-end wide receiver one sure is he worth the number eight number nine overall pick no, I do not believe he is. And even if I'm wrong, I'm taking a player that is just a whole lot safer. Even if I'm wrong on this, I won't be wrong. That's how we roll. That's what's so special about taking safer players. Even when you're wrong, you're not wrong because you got someone that was just safer. It comes down to safety. It's risk management, Bob. An angry Angus is going to come in here. I know it in the comments. is says, Schmitty, Adams, you're wrong, Jimmy G. He threw to Debo. Oh, didn't you watch it? He's a winner. Jimmy's a winner. Smitty. Debo did great under under Jimmy G. If if you don't understand the difference or why that even happened by now, I don't know that I can really help you. Because that was scheme, that was Shanahan, that was design plays for Debo at or behind the line of scrimmage that had nothing to do with Jimmy G. Jimmy G practically handed the ball to him. And so I don't think that design play or scheme is going to be there. It's just not for Devontae Adams. They aren't turning him into a wideback and the staff doesn't know how to deploy that type of scheme in offense with all the polling and There's no way. There's no way Devontae Adams turns into Debo and that's the only shot Jimmy G has. And that's the only shot Devontae Adams has. And let me make another prediction here. Adams will probably get hurt. Oh, here we go. Now he's a doctor again. He's predicted injuries. Jimmy G throws what we call hospital balls. Footballs that put players on the sideline. Footballs that put players... In the hospital. Because he throws up these hospital balls. And Devontae Adams is going to get clobbered trying to get to them. He's going to work so much harder to try and get a lot less. He's going to end up probably getting hurt. And we'll revisit this at the end of the year. And if I'm wrong, so be it. But I'm here to warn you. I'm here to shoot off warning shots. And I'm telling you right now, Devontae Adams run. He's not worth anywhere near a first round pick in 2023. Not with all the other players that are surrounding him. Devontae Adams and Jimmy G.
1: just been smitty disapproved
0: so that's what number nine so Devonte adams at nine lamb chops at 10 lamb chops at 10 is uh is pretty decent but i kind of get those same vibes of aj brown love them love lamb chops i love aj brown these are moon men these are guys that are still on my you know draft them they're amazing they're gonna help you win leagues type of list but when you look at data and changing ADP and evolving ADP and that Kellen Moore is gone and McCarthy's calling plays and he wants to run the damn ball and we don't know how it's all gonna shake out and then there's the concerns about Dak and then you know now you got Brandon Cooks. I feel like it's just a little bit of a Okay, I love Lamb at the 12, 13 turn, or at 14 or 15 overall, where he was going like last year. Sometimes he crept up to the bottom of one, but I just feel like I don't, I don't think, I don't think I could take him over Bijan, and I think I like Garrett Wilson over a Lamb this year. Not saying to take Garrett Wilson here, I'm just saying. Maybe you go Bijan here and you go Garrett or Olave or somebody else down in round two as your wide receiver one. It's just balancing the players that you're you're trying to select so you can get the best combination of of players on, on down. For me, I love Lamb. For me, I look at Lamb's numbers and I say to myself, what a man. 107 receptions in 2022, much better than the 79 in the previous year. 13.59, much better than the previous year, 11.02. Nine TDs versus six. He had nothing but better numbers across the board. 156 targets versus 120. I love me some CD Lamb. But whenever an offense changes and the play calling is going to be different now under McCarthy, he wants to run more than ever. You have to pause a little bit. The addition of Brandon Cooks, you have to pause a little bit and you have to say to yourself, okay, is there a potential that we see something in the middle or maybe are reverting back to the 2021 numbers? which would make him a fire wide receiver. It makes him second round material. That's my whole point here. Same thing with AJ Brown. I am not anti lamb in 2023. I am not anti-AJ Brown. I just want them to move down about four or five spots before I'm I'm like, this is great ADP value right here. Right now, it's ceiling value. You're going to maybe get this back. And and if you draft Lamb and he ends up doing another 13, uh, 10 TDs, 1,300 yards and 1,02 reception wise, you did good. And, And I'm not saying that can't happen and you would you would get what you paid for. Congratulations. Everything worked out great. That's all very, very possible. In fact, if I got a text on my one-on-one text line, which you can get at The Fantasy Football Show, by the way, The Fantasy Football Show, one-on-one text device, bold predictions, rankings, all my content year-round, mind you. This is not this, oh, I'll be back in July content. This is year-round. Rankings are always year-round. If someone texted me on the text line at thefantasyfootballshow.com, And they said, Smitty, I just took lamb chops at 109. I wouldn't tell him to take a lap. I wouldn't say, that isn't a good pick. I would say, good job, lamb's great. I'm just trying to tell you if I could massage the ADP data around a little bit, I would prefer lamb chops down two or three spots same thing with Jonathan Taylor not against them not going to hit the Smitty disapprove button but I don't know that I love the value right here of JT coming off of last season heading into a uh, as it stands right now a questionable quarterback situation if they go get Lamar and the Colts are a dark horse candidate to get Lamar Jackson after the NFL draft because I don't think they want to surrender this number four pick in the next year's draft pick for Lamar so once this draft is over and maybe they draft a, a Jackson. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Maybe they trade this down a little bit. They draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. They get Quentin Johnson. They get Addison. They preemptively get their their QB and risk. Maybe they're going to roll with Minshew if worst case scenario happens and they don't get Lamar. But maybe they go get Lamar. They're kind of a dark horse for me. Then all of a sudden JT he climbs up my board instead of being down here at number eleven. JT could climb up to a seven eight or 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 seven or yeah seven eight maybe even. 6 but probably 7 or 8 would be where I'd have JT if he had Lamar if he had a good quarterback Lamar could vulture a little bit I get that but I'd rather have the chains moving and and all that positive uh, offensive movement than an offense that can't move the ball down the field. Three and out, no goal line opportunities, very rarely in the red zone. You don't want that. You'd rather have Lamar and some of the vulturing, but uh, an offense that can move and matriculate down the field. As it stands right now with the current quarterback situation that the Colts are looking at, Taylor feels a tad bit high at 11. Eckler, you guys know how I feel about Eckler. He's falling a lot. I'm very surprised that he's not at four or three or two overall given last year and given how much people have pushed back on me with the old Eckler's 28 years old be a little weary somehow and I'd like to think we have a little bit to do with the ADP bump but somehow he's going at 12 13 turn that's actually not bad I will say that if you invest in Eckler at 12 or 13 I'm not going to tell you to take a lap I'm not hitting the Smitty disapprove button I actually don't mind it at all but my cautionary tale is trade him after two months of play trade him after week eight trade him before double digit weeks kick in he could be a top three or four overall player for the first eight weeks of the season and he might get traded maybe he goes to cincinnati that'll surely bump his value because people will just be excited about it maybe he gets traded to the bears people will be very excited about it maybe he wouldn't go to cold weather this guy wants a little bonus a little payday a little extra uh reconstruction of the contract that's all he'll play in the cold but We don't know where he ends up. He could be back in a Chargers uniform. Maybe the market isn't what he thought. Maybe teams are dumb and they don't realize a second-round pick for Eckler. Worth it if we're the Buffalo Bills. Worth it if we're the Eagles. Worth it if we're the Bears. Worth it if we're the Bengals especially. Teams aren't always logical. This is almost borderline incompetence that you wouldn't go get a Derrick Henry or an Austin Eckler if you're a club when you only have to spend a second round pick. But we never know what's going to happen in the NFL, do we? People covet their second round picks like they're gold, and I don't understand it at all. But logic doesn't always play into this situation. So Eckler at number, we have him here at number 12, right? So I'm going to say Smitty approve the 12 value versus like 3, 4, or 5. I'm, I'm saying avoid him in round 1. This is borderline outside of round 1, 12, 13 turn. But caveat, trade him by week number nine before week nine kicks off. Enjoy weeks one through eight. And no, I'm taking away your ammunition, uh, uh, angry Angus and, and crazy Caleb and, and negative Noah. I know you guys are coming in and you're going to go, Smitty, Eckler did great. It's week number four. He looks like a monster. Do you feel like a moron? Because you said Eckler is going to get hurt at some point. No. No. Caleb, No Angus, because I already told you that would happen. In fact, it's going exactly to plan. Eckler having a very good start. Very, very possible. I even said, go go get him and trade him by week eight, Caleb and Angus. I know I'm going to deal with that. Or oh, Schmitty, Eckler looks great. It's week four. Exactly. Schmitty, Eckler's going crazy. It's week five. He, had, he has 500 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Exactly. Do you feel stupid? No, I don't. Exactly to plan. Thank you for pointing out that we predicted it correct so far. Austin Eckler. At 12 or 13 is fine. Trade him by week eight. Trade him by week nine. That's 12. That's our top 12. Right in front of your face. Every every list here is is 12 players. Number 13, Bijan Robinson. Right now, we do a draft with with our people. When we're in a draft together, he goes like number seven. Bijan going at the 12-13 turn. Let me make this abundantly clear. You're about to say, Smitty, isn't that at a ceiling value? No. I believe Bijan Robinson as a rookie could finish as the number 1 overall fantasy football running back in 2023 as a rookie. In fact, I'm predicting it. So, anywhere outside of round number 1 is an absolute win-a-league moment. Even at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you could win a league if Bijan Robinson is that good. You could win a league with Bijan Robinson at number 10 at number 9. I'm telling you right now. I want you to take advantage of the 12 13 turn pick if you can get him there because what what an amazing duo you could have. Garrett Wilson's been going higher and higher. Sometimes I'll take Bijan and Garrett wilson at 12 and 13 at the at the bookend picks but i like garrett wilson to fall where he's falling here so this is 13 overall this is 14 garrett wilson's 15 that's such unbelievable value still i know a lot of people think oh that's climbed too high garrett wilson's not gonna be able to produce enough to earn that value he can where we don't want garrett wilson to linger is like number eight overall nine overall ten overall those are getting to the point where they feel a lot like i described aj brown and cd lamb garrett wilson could easily earn number eight overall value but are you wiping your forehead when it happens versus like oh my god i'm gonna win my league if he does this so garrett wilson at at number 14 overall Bijan robinson at number 13 overall you've just been smitty approved let me make this point abundantly clear Right now, Bijan's number 13 overall ADP is win-a-league material beyond win-a-league material. If he climbs, he's still win-a-league material, but I want you to understand that I'm excited and I want you to try and capitalize on number 13 overall. There is no better value so far on the ADP data that we've looked at than Bijan at number 13 if you're able and patient enough to try and work this out. Get him at number 13, not at number 7 because you're excited about my statement that he could be the number one running back in fantasy football 2023 as a rookie. Try your best to get him with the value value is where he can explode from that value and if there's a setback you don't even lose you don't even do bad you still do well even if he has a slow start and I'm not 100% right he's running back number four at the end of the year this right here makes it so you hit a home run even if he's a top five running back taking him at six or seven overall or five makes it closer and closer inches closer and closer to you needing him to be what I predict him to be in order to break even Barkley we skipped over Barkley I apologize Barkley So number 14, Barkley. I I like that value. I think Barkley could easily earn that value. He's a top five potential running back that you're getting in in round two. That's total Smitty approval. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I don't mind that value at, what is this? Number 16 overall. I'm fine with that. Jalen Waddell, 17 overall. I'm fine with that. Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts all smashes. Those Those guys arguably belong at 13, 14, and 15.
1: You've just been Smitty approved.
0: While I'm not a guy that's going to tell you to go take these guys in round one because you can argue and justify it, and you can, you can. You can argue that these guys deserve to be one, two, and three overall if you're using logic and not this this old, you don't take quarterbacks early, which I pushed against my entire career. And it's not until this season in 2023, after uh, almost a decade of, of not seeing QBs go early. We're finally seeing people circle back and go, you know what? That QB early isn't so bad after all, is it? And there's still value in Burrow who's falling clearly a lot further than these guys. There's still value in waiting on a quarterback to a degree, waiting on Fields, waiting on Burrow, maybe waiting on this year's version of Hertz and Burrow, which might be Trevor Lawrence. All those are, are ways to win a league. You just need to understand that when I argue in favor of early quarterback, no one else is doing it. I feel like an advocate for it, or I have. Now people are kind of circling back around. Look, the ADP data is telling us. Josh Allen, 18 overall, roughly, Uh Mahomes 19 overall hurts 21 overall their ADPs are nestled very nicely in the mid to late second round where they belong but these aren't just players that belong in that territory they win you a league in this territory they win you a league in this territory Josh Allen Mahomes hurts even Burrow would but guess what Burrow's not here Burrow's down here so we're going to take advantage of that aren't we we're not going to force Burrow we're going to take him in round three with a smile Just
1: been Smitty approved.
0: So, absolute home runs here. Devontae Smith, I like him here. Uh, I like to to draft him. I mean, 21 overall is a tad bit high for me. I love him as my third drafted player. So, I'm not saying avoid. I'm just saying that you're drafting him a little bit at a a ceiling value, if you will. Like, similar to the A.J. Brown argument above. I will say this, though. I love Devontae Smith so much. If A.J. Brown does suffer some sort of injury in 2023, and I hate to say it because I love A.J. Brown, but his knees concern me. His knees really concern me. Once you start getting meniscus cut away... It does something to the to the balance of the knee you end up having other knee issues There's there's a shorter uh shelf life for your knees when you have meniscus tears meniscus tears are worse than acl tears to be honest with you if you have a significant meniscus tear and you need to go in and have a cleanup surgery it puts your knee off balance think about it like a car alignment the meniscus right here is kind of like the brake pads or the alignment of the car once you start cutting into it and the knee kind of shifts over you have other issues and wear and tear that happens differently your knees could start falling apart and and suffering all kinds of, of problems a lot earlier when you have meniscus tears, a clean ACL tear is not as bad as meniscus damage for the long term, for the long term. The, the recovery of the meniscus injury initially is shorter than the ACL tear. So someone that doesn't know what I'm actually saying might be like, you are stupid. He thinks ACLs are better than meniscus tears. Not saying that it doesn't take you out for the year when you have an ACL tear. I'm saying long term for the knee. And, and so I worry about the injuries for A.J. Brown. But back to Devontae Smith, if A.J. Brown misses four five, six games, Devontae Smith could be one of the steals of 20. 23, because what if he starts playing like a top five wide receiver for four or five six games I mean he practically was like wide receiver six seven depending on your scoring last year imagine what he'd do with AJ Brown out for four five six games which I'm not hoping for I hope AJ Brown stays healthy I love AJ Brown sometimes he comes on my Instagram and I didn't get a chance to to interview him last year but we did the two prior years so AJ Brown I hope AJ Brown comes back on the show heading into 2023 and we'll tell him he's staying healthy he's staying healthy T Higgins at 21 overall a little high for me a little high for me I I, I get the whole premise miss you're still getting even though he's the number two on his team a guy that's number two on the Bengals is better than some guys that are number one on their team i i get it but i just this feels a lot like what i've been talking about a a little bit too early for my liking could they earn it absolutely but you're wiping your forehead after it happens versus like hey he could falter a little bit and still earn me this value he can't really falter from this spot he's got to hit a home run out of the park with no hesitation no setbacks no injuries no no slow starting no no big slumps throughout the the middle of the year i don't know that i love this 21 overall value kenneth walker at 22 steel remember when i told you that uh, Bijan was the number one overall player on this board in terms of adp value uh exploding from their adp the number one adp winner was Bijan robinson up here at 13 overall remember when i said that the new winner of adp data as of this moment is Kenneth Walker at number 22 overall. We're talking about a potential top five player overall. Kenneth Walker at 22 overall is the new ADP value king. Mashed potatoes! Bijan still right there but i want you to know that kenneth walker at 22 is criminal kenneth walker at 22 is a a person's dream come true if they go tyreek hill or jamar chase or whatever at the top and they don't have the rb yet you get kenneth walker a potential top five running back this guy could be running back one quite arguably absolute smash smitty approved
1: you've just been smitty approved
0: at 23 overall we have chris Olave who, in my opinion, is is placed just fine. I know a lot of people are like, this guy's climbing, Smitty. I don't like it. Now he's my second drafted player. He's a guy you're taking at like 18 to 24 and you're feeling really good about it. Why? Because he could be a top five wide receiver in 2023. I'm going to actually say, even at his climbing ADP, Chris Olave is Smitty approved at 24, 25, 23 overall
1: has been smitty approved
0: now do i want him climbing any higher no i don't his ability to absolutely annihilate his adp starts to dissipate as he climbs up the mid to the top of round two so make sure you're not reaching on him because i said that comment he's gonna be a top five wide receiver don't let that comment make you think unclear remember when i said that uh, uh Bijan robinson at number 13 overall was the steal of adp data and you remember when I said that uh, Kenneth Walker was a steal of ADP data at 22 overall. I said it just a few minutes ago. I'm sure you remember. I give you the new ADP king in terms of value. Brees Hall at number 25 overall. This is the most Smitty approved value we've come across yet just been smitty approved doesn't mean i don't love Bijan at number 13 doesn't mean i don't absolutely love kenny walker at 22 but Brees hall at number 25 overall he is the bell of the ball he is Brees hall he stands eight feet tall at this adp of 25 overall Brees hall is eight foot tall he will always answer the mother freaking call don't let him
1: fall in the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's Breeze. He's Breeze. He does a whole of a job. A whole of a job. A whole of a job.
0: Breeze Hall, please report to the moon. He does a And if you want to win your league, all you have to do is look to number 25 overall on the ADP ranking board. This man could be your first drafted, third drafted player. This guy could be the first player drafted in the third round. Can you imagine walking out of your draft with a potential Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, and Brees Hall? Are you out of your mind? Get Brees. We're going to take this thing to to pick 30. We'll do this video like on a weekly basis, maybe. And we might go into the deeper rounds on one video. We might go just into the top 10 in one video. We might do a top 30 like here. We might look at just wide receiver, ADP rankings. We're going to make this ADP ranking show a staple here on the Fantasy Football Show. But if we're looking at 25 overall in in Brees Hall, uh, 26 overall DK Metcalf, Henry 27, Chubb 28, Jacobs 29, Tony Pollard 30. Etienne and Pollard I like a lot. I love those guys. What we don't see is Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow here. I don't I don't hate any of those. DK seems a little high, but he could've earned that. Nick Chubbs, decent value. Like Eckler, I say trade him by Week 8, week 9, week 10, though. But I think Chubb could start off the year very well, like he did last year. He exploded. But then he started to, to do a little less at the end of the year. He scored, I think, no touchdowns in the final five or six games. So I love what Chubb did at the beginning of the year. I think he'll probably do that again, much like Eckler. Blow up for a couple months, but trade Nick Chubb by week number 8, 9, 10. I love Pollard around the 30 overall pick. I love ETN around the 30 overall pick. These are both potential top five running backs. You heard me. I know not everybody can be included in the top five. It's a potential ranking, potential top five. Pollard could be potentially the number one overall running back, quite frankly. He could. I'm not saying expect it. I'm not saying draft him there. I'm not trying to change the way you're thinking about Pollard either. I don't want you taking him at the top of two because I said that. That's not the point. The point is at 30 overall, you're looking at Pollard, ETN, potential league winning home runs. Those are totally league winning. Yeah. I'm going to end it on the fact that we don't see Joseph Burrow. We don't see Joseph Burrow until we scroll down to number 38 overall. He has entered the fourth round, ladies and gentlemen. And you know why? Because of the man you see right above him, who I also love. I don't want any anybody to think I'm hating on Justin Fields, but Justin Fields has moved ahead, leapfrogged ahead of Joe Burrow. And when that happens, it only moves him down. It doesn't mean that Fields and Burrow will be ranked together side-by-side side up high. Usually when there's a riser in the top three or four quarterbacks there's a faller and Joe Burrow is the benefactor of said situation and while I love owning fields I do I want fields in at least one or two leagues because I think the Bears are going to win the division you heard me correctly they're not even done yet they still got the NFL draft and people are running their mouth about the Bears the Bears are not who you thought they were but Joe Burrow at 38 overall into round four let me just put it this way remember when I told you about Bijan Robinson being the steal of the draft at number 13 remember when I told you about Walker being the steal of the draft at 22 remember 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 when I said the king of ADP data was 24-25 overall, Brees Hall? Well, throw all that out the window. The new ADP king in terms of value is Joseph Burrow at number 38 overall in the fourth round. In recap, we got Joe Burrow at uh, 38 overall. Fourth round. Brees Hall, 25 overall. Top of round three. Kenneth Walker, 22 overall. Bottom of round two. And Bijan Robinson, 2.1, number 13 overall. How do you win a league? Hey, Smitty, how do I win a league? I just told you.
1: This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Take a lap.